Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Damon Meon. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And I feel like we had kind of an eventful week in terms of, like, video game news last week. Uh, you know, and, and the the apex of that is Pokemon, of all things, right? So we yeah. had, like, a Pokemon Direct, and they showed some stuff. They sure they showed, did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and... <laughs> That's that's the, you know that's my opinion on it. They showed some stuff, you know. No, so to, to, a little more seriously, I am cautiously optimistic about what they showed, right? So they showed two things primarily. One was the remake of the Gen Four games, right? The Sinnoh region, and this this game was actually outsourced. We learned later, uh, Game Freak did not develop this, which is a first, I believe, right? For sort a Pokemon of. remake for a mainline Pokemon remake. So. Yeah, and I immediately saw that, and I thought that was good news, uh, that they were having a different developer do it. Uh, but uh, you can see that uh, Masuda is still co-producing it, and uh, he is the source of all that is bad about Pokemon. Yeah, I mean... That and, that and time frames. I, I won't and this say, probably <clears throat> solves the time frame I don't know necessarily the source of all that is bad, but he's the source of stagnation, right? Yeah, uh, well, no, that, I mean, stagnation is most of what's bad about Pokemon. Mm. That, and not just stagnation, like, outright removal of features that fans like because he doesn't think kids care about them. He said in interviews, he doesn't think kids have the attention span to bother with a post-game. Kids Things like that. Quite a bit. He'd be surprised. I know. Yeah, they liked Pokemon, believe it or not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, funny thing is, kids actually uh, liked Pokemon because it was one of the first Game Boy games that like, wasn't a couple hours long, you know? Something they could actually sink their teeth into on a long car ride or something. I mean, I feel like the the cute critters also had a big... Yeah, no, that, that for sure was huge, but, like, you know, the actual gamer kids, you know? <laughs> the real grateful. children. Yeah. The, the kids I would actually be able to have a conversation with. Yeah, so, the interesting thing about this remake... <clears throat> And by the way, this is a sort of special, right? This whole event was a little special because it's a celebration of Pokemon's 25th anniversary, which is pretty insane. I yeah. actually really enjoyed the video they played at the beginning showing yeah, like, the too. history of Pokemon. A lot uh, of hashtag it, anime in that video. There was, yeah. yeah. I mean, the anime is still going, and I believe it's like over a thousand episodes long. Which is, I hear the new season. I, I dare not watch it, but I hear the new season is actually pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, apparently they're actually putting, like, money into the animation budget now, and it actually looks stunning, which is, yeah. I guess... Yeah, I've seen some clips that are just outright hilarious of the past few seasons. Like, I guess one of the Unova gym leaders, like, there's a scene where everybody is fighting against uh, Team Plasma with their Pokemon, and one of the gym leaders is just out there punching people in the face, like a Dragon <laughs> Ball character. Like... <laughs> No, but, like, I, I thought that whole presentation at the beginning where they go through the history of Pokemon, and not just the games, right? The the show, the cards, like, everything regarding Pokemon. Really yeah, they sort showed of celebrating. some gadgets I, I didn't know existed. Oh, yeah, keyboard, tons of stuff. The, um, tons yeah. of very obscure things. Yeah, uh, and it really cool. just goes to show, like, Pokemon is one of the biggest franchises in the world, in history, right? And like, I mean, it's the biggest, right? It is like, the biggest, I think, yeah. yeah I believe it is. And this this presentation really sort of captured all that. Um, yeah. And then they, you know, like they they went on after after the video to give us two game announcements. Right. One was the remake of Gen 4 and the other was a 
open world style Breath of the Wild seemingly esque Pokemon game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. Which is also it... set in Sinnoh, also in Generation 4, but it is set in the past in like a medieval era. And it is a style of game that Pokemon has never attempted before, which is intriguing. But knowing the chops of Game Freak makes me question if it'll. Yeah, be- they. So when they showed that somebody else was co-developing uh, the Center remakes, I thought surely, surely the big game doing something they've never done before is going to be. You know, they're going to have people coming in to help them with it. But no, that's solely Game Freak, and yeah. like. Looking at the trailer, I thought, okay, this is an early build. It has to be. But it's coming out in a year, you know, early 2022. I don't know, man. I, I want to like it. I really do. No, I, and, I, I, it certainly has potential. Like, I think I mentioned this to you in our chat. Like, the idea is really good. It's the execution okay. that we're questioning, I don't agree right? with that. I've always been a proponent that Pokemon should not go open world. I don't think the idea is good. The trailer made me think that it could be good. <clears throat> I, I've never I, thought open world. I, yeah, I disagree with that. Like, I I've always had the fantasy of like the Breath of the Wild Pokemon. Like, that's something I've always wanted, and I think that's something a lot of people want too. Yeah, but bog standard RPG level up mechanics are terrible in an open world. They're just not conducive. So to it. yeah, it looks like based off the trailer they showed, like the overworld and stuff is open world, but it has those traditional turn-based Pokemon battles. So I wonder how that's going to work. Cause right. I, Cause I, that... rather than fully commit to one idea or the other, right? Like I, for this particular game, I think I'd rather prefer them to get rid of the battle system completely and have a totally new, like open one. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't even know what that could be, but my, my thoughts are like, I just don't, you know, if, if you have a level five Pikachu, and the area you're in is level 5, but if you go anywhere else, it's level 10 to level 100. That game's not open world anymore. Like, it's just not. Yeah, and one one weird peculiarity with the trailer for this game. Why does the like the player NPC have like a dodge button? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that I, weird? See, that's the thing. It just looks so... It looks so much like a fan game that got thrown together in a couple months in Unreal. Like... That's what that trailer came off as to me. It looked like a fan game that will never get finished. I think the intention is that, you know, this is early and stuff, but, like, I don't, I don't know. I really don't. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up. Like, it could be good, but I'm guessing it probably won't be. It'll probably be I had my hopes up until I saw Game Freak was in charge of it. Now I'm not, like, I have no intention of buying it, uh, (laughs) unless reviews are extremely positive. Yeah, and I don't know, like... Game Freak staffing situation. I don't know if they like ramped up for this game or what. Like I don't know. I, I'd bet hard money they didn't. <laughs> yeah, like who knows, you know? But like, at least from like what I saw, like I do like that we're exploring something sort of new, right? Like I this do. is yeah. totally uncharted t- territory for Pokemon. Like, I'll, and, I'll and which is a big on. deal, right? Because like Pokemon has been the same thing for twenty five years, almost. Like, not counting yeah. like spinoff games, like the Coliseum games on GameCube and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know Pokemon Snap, like things like, but this it seems like and a, we are getting Pokemon new Pokemon Snap as well. That also yes, was shown. they did announce, and that actually looked quite entertaining. I'm not gonna it lie. Fine. Yeah, I I still stand by the fact that like if it had come out on the Wii U, it would have been an instant buy for me. On the Switch, it's a bit harder sell. 
Yeah, I, I was one of those people that completely missed out on Pokemon Snap. I never really got it or understood the appeal, but, like, this trailer kind of sold me on it, honestly. Like, it looked kind of neat. Yeah, I remember renting it from a Hollywood video uh, a couple of times, and it was pretty fun. And that's the way to experience Pokemon Snap, honestly. You could beat that game in two hours, I think. Right. I believe the speedrun is around two hours, and it's like a meme speedrun because the entire game is on rails. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the only yeah. thing. Like, what are they going to charge for that? <laughs> like, are they going to charge $60 for Pokemon Snap? I hope yeah, not. Yeah, so. And the animations in that game look gorgeous and stuff. Yeah. Which are kind of hilarious. Better and that than game the is also game. not Game Freak, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm pretty no, sure. No, I, 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 I just think it's really cool, like, actually seeing, like, Pokemon interact. Like, just be in the wild, right? Like... In Game Freak, in the mainline Pokemon games, we have, like, a Pokemon pop-up every now and then in the grass, just sort of walk around, like, using one or two animations, right? Like, yeah. I really want to see them as animals living in their habitat, and Pokemon Snap Pokemon really Snap will give you that, that, yeah. Yeah. It's very good for that, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pokemon yeah. Snap almost makes more sense as, like, a ride, you know? Like, yeah, that would be really Nintendo cool. World or something. I'm sure something like that exists, right? Did, did they announce compatibility with the VR uh, Toy-Con? Because that's a huge missed opportunity if they oh, don't do that. I don't remember if they did, but yeah, that would be insane. Yeah, that'd be really neat. But yeah, just uh, going back to... Well, I want to go back to both games, actually, but quickly going back to Pokemon Legends, I do think it's interesting that like, even though it's set in Generation 4, Sinnoh region, uh, Pokemon from, it seems like almost every generation are going to be included in this game. Yeah, like the, the starters the are starters. really funny. Yeah, the starters are Cyndaquil, which is the Generation 2 Fire Pokemon, Rowlet, which is like the Generation 6 or 7 Grass Pokemon. I think 7. I think that's Alola, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's Alola. So that's 7. Yeah. yeah. And then Oshawott, which is the Gen 5, five Water yeah, Starter. I believe that's yeah. Gen 5, because I never had an Oshawott, and I always go Water Starter. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's that's definitely sort of fresh. Like, I, I I almost wish they'd break from the fire, grass, water starter pattern for this as well. But you know, baby steps, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. There's so much they could do that would be cool. Like, you know, if we're throwing out mechanics, like you know, there's stuff. There's some interesting stuff they could do with Pokemon breeding. Uh, if you can have, if we're doing open world, like, if you add an element of strategy to, like, having more than one Pokemon out at a time, you know, there's there's so much they could do, you know, and yeah, I'm not going to sit here. And, that's why I say there's so much potential. It's just a question of will yeah, it be realized. But I just, it just makes me think of, like, like we, we talk about how Pokemon is so set in its ways and everything, but the last time we saw Game Freak do a game that wasn't set in its ways, it was, like, Little Town Hero or something. Or was it just called Home? Wasn't it just called Town? <laughs> it might have just been called Town, yeah. <laughs> I think. And it, it, like, let's just look at its Metacritic for a second. Like, it's not good. <laughs> it's Little Town Hero, I think it's called. And it's a 64 on Metacritic, a 4.0 user score. So, like, Ooh. it's not being stuck in their ways. That is but wasn't the that, like, that, that game was, like, that wasn't, like, they weren't focusing all their developer resources on that, right? That was just like a no, side they, project. Yeah, for them? no, this is their side project that people complained about taking development resources away from Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, but like, it just doesn't <clears throat> inspire confidence when like they just, I don't know. It looks like a lot of people didn't even review this. I'm not seeing like the big 
Like I mean, IGN Italy no really, gave it a 75. No one really cared, I don't think, unfortunately. Yeah. Wait, IGN Italy? Yeah, yeah IGN, IGN has speaking of Italy. headquarters or you know, sites all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, what are you what are your thoughts on all this? You've you've stayed relatively quiet. Uh, I've been getting bad draws in the game, that's why. But Oh, by I the mean, way, if you're interested, we're playing or Mike's playing Imperator Imperator I can't say that word. Imperator Rome Imperator. on YouTube. If you want to check that out, link in the description. Sorry, go ahead. But I I honestly like the direction Pokemon's kinda taking it with an open world game. It could be exciting. I mean, that's what people have wanted for a while. That's what people have been saying for ages, yeah. Yeah, it's people have been saying exactly. they want that for ages, but people have also been saying they want a Pokemon MMO for ages, you know? I just don't... That Yeah, that would sort of be the end-all be-all, right? Like, there's no point in making Pokemon games ever again, which, which is why they'll never do it, you know? Yeah, the, the open-world Pokemon game has always come across to me as, like, people don't know what they want. That's... You know, like for as a as a game designer myself, I've always thought that the open world Pokemon was just kind of a bad idea. So for me, the reason I want an open world Pokemon is that I it's for the immersion, right? Like I feel like like I said, like in Pokemon Snap, I want to walk into the wilderness, see Pokemon roaming around doing their thing. Like that's the biggest reason I want an open world Pokemon. I want to explore like different biomes that have different Pokemon. And that just, doesn't have to be open world. You know, that can still be a a that, linear yeah, game with open be, areas. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's totally true. Yeah, and that that's I think true. has a ton of potential. And if that if that's more along what this ends up being, I think that's likely to be what this ends up being. And that's right. Fine. I think there's going to be like a big open hub area, right? Like which which they showed in the trailers, and then like more dedicated biomes that are more linear, which I am a hundred percent okay with. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't just do the Breath of the Wild. I mean, look at Breath of the Wild; it only had like eight enemies in it. You know, you can't right, do that with but, Pokemon. But you, you, you have to admit this trailer, like almost beat for beat, they oh yeah, they it was Breath took of the from Wild. Breath of the Wild. Like they were shamelessly yeah. copying Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and and people keep joking that the other the the Sinnoh remakes look exactly like um, oh my God, what's Link's Awakening? Link's the Awakening. Remake. Oh yeah, right, right. Switch, yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of yeah. want to talk about the Sinnoh remix a little yes, bit. Yes, let's 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 talk about that. I so, like the art style. I I so my my stance on the art style is that Game Freak has shown us that they're not capable of more than this, and the fact that they're doing this instead, look, well, I think it Game looks Freak's good. Not doing this right there. This is the one that's completely outsourced. Is it completely outsourced? I thought it was partially outsourced. No, I believe another studio straight up just made this game. Okay. Well, I still like the art style. I think it's very good. Yeah. I, so. Uh, 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 Mike, yeah, sorry, go ahead before I continue. I just like the chibi, you know, I like it. It, I think the biggest problem I had with Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and, and visuals were not the major problem with this, but it did not appeal to my nostalgia for the originals at all. Like, if you hadn't told me going in that it was a Ruby and Sapphire remake and, like, they had renamed all the towns, I don't know that it would have been immediately clear to me. Like, yeah, you know. And this, like, you know, they, they, I've looked at the side by sides, and this is just uncanny, you know. It, yes, it is it's like a very looking at them remake. through nostalgia goggles. Yes, it's very good. So, so I don't mind the art style, right? Like, I don't, I'm lukewarm on it. Like, I don't really dislike it or like it. But I did have a sort of issue that I couldn't really put into words with this game, and I think that was solidified really well by uh, 
this post on this video game forum that I read, right, called uh, the, the forum is Reset Era. And the user posted something along the lines of, uh, with the Sinnoh remakes, Game Freak breaks a promise that it never made. And the reasoning, I think, is actually pretty compelling and, and warrants a little bit of discussion. So ever since the Pokemon remakes were a thing with uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green, right, uh, the remakes would happen in the style of the current generation, right? So Fire Red and Leaf Green uh, basically happened through uh, Ruby Sapphire's engine, right? And then our Gold Soul Sil- Silver uh, adopted, uh, you know, Diamond Pearl Platinum, and then so on and so forth. You know, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, uh, you know, took from Gen 5, right? So... Naturally, you'd think that the Gen 4 remakes would be in the style of Gen 6, and this is the first time they've sort of Gen, deviated Gen from Gen 8, that. you mean? Sorry, Gen 8, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for you were off on a few of those, but yeah. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you, you would you, think You get that, what I'm saying. But yeah. I didn't want that, and I am extremely grateful that that's not what's happening. See, I did want that. Like, I, I really sort of, you know, once this post sort of put it into words, I realized I really enjoyed the you know exploring that generation through a new lens sort of right so like now we're basically just getting the same game just with an updated art style right before See, we i don't get, agree with like, that the game I think remade in a new style i think mechanically we'll get a lot of upgrades and stuff like it's going to have the uh the contentious um exp share that i love uh yeah i'm not a fan of that <laughs> really you like no. grinding your Pokemon individually for hours? Yes. Oh, well, you're wrong. But that's that's neither here nor there. You you're can turn a filthy it off. casual is what you are. Oh, yes, because the difference between 80 hours and an hour for the same result. But you can turn it off. I mean, it's not like it hurts you. So I hope you can turn it off. In the newest newer games, you cannot turn it off. That can't be right. That's insane. 100%, 100% you cannot turn it off. You can look it up. That's terrible. Yeah, so that choice has been taken away. So hopefully they don't adopt that. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, like I I hope you're right. Like I hope they they do have uh, some features from the later games, right? I like I said, I really enjoyed the fact that the remakes always adopted from the current generation, and I hope that this is the case this time. It's just that the art style didn't lend me to believe that. Because even things like mechanics as well as art style is adopted from the current generation when when we get a Pokemon remake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but know. Yeah. I mean, I if if this if they had showed this game and it looked like Sword and Shield, that would have been an instant no buy from me. Like. <laughs> no. Yeah. Mm, see, that's where we disagree. I think that would have made this game more appealing to me because it'd be a fresh take on. Diamond and Pearl, I think. It would have, like, wild areas and stuff. Like, that would sort of make the game more fresh to me. Because otherwise, like, I could just play Diamond or Pearl. It would just, you know, be in 2D and not have this art style and still be virtually the same game. Granted, that you know, like, we don't know that for sure yet, but that's certainly the impression the trailer gave off. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say it's going to be extremely similar to the original. Uh, I imagine it's going to have the typical story changes, and uh, yeah, it'll it'll have trouble living up to the original. That's fair. It will be extremely similar and have trouble living up, probably. 
Maybe it'll be a faster game, though, because if I remember the original Diamond and Pearl and Platinum were really slow. Yeah, people they, they meme were slow. about how yeah. long it takes for the but, HP you know, bar to it's drop. It's funny, like, Platinum really sort of improved Diamond and Pearl, in my opinion, and it's, it'd be interesting to me to see if, you know, what is it, like, uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, the remakes, if they yeah. take elements from Platinum, or if they're just faithful recreations of Diamond and Pearl, because I hope they incorporate uh, Yeah, Platinum. and that'd be the difference between Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire and Soul Silver Heart Gold, right? Like, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire had a less... They were basically straight-up remakes of Ruby and Sapphire, except taking out all the good things. And, um... <laughs> yeah. Heart Gold, Soul Silver... The Emerald content. Yeah, they added all the... Well, no, I mean, they didn't even... Not only did they remove the Emerald content, they removed Ruby and Sapphire content as well. <laughs> Classic. It was terrible, but... Um... Uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver, however, like added all the crystal content and then also added a bunch of things that were new and platinum to these remakes and stuff. Yeah, I so, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. I don't. I hope. Like, I do you do we know anything about the studio that's remaking them? Like, what else? Have they, I, those, not I think this is their first. Me hope. I think I read that this is their actual like first full game project, which I don't know. It's uh, I mean, I I hope it's really good, but that Pokemon doesn't inspire too much confidence. The but hardest, again, yeah. I mean, it's a remake for one thing. So like the right. hardest parts, the hardest parts of a Pokemon game are done for you, which are like stats and like calculations, Pokemon designs, 3D models, all that's done. Literally, yeah. all they have to do is like build this world, right? Like the based battle system is not complicated to program with modern technology, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the fact that Game Freak keeps messing it up is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that that part's there. Like, they can't mess up, like, you know, if they're worried about messing up the balance, it's already there. You're doing a remake. Like, just leave the gym leaders the same, the wild Pokemon basically the same. That's done. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they can screw this up. It's kind of a slam dunk. You know, a wild, wild thought just entered my head. What if Sakurai... Uh, somehow took control of Pokemon. I mean, that poor man would be uh, yeah. worked to death. He, he would actually would care. But we would get... He doesn't actually care. That's not fair. Masuda is just wrong. Like He and I fundamentally disagree about almost everything regarding the series. But... Yeah, his, his, his perspectives on gameplay and just what should be in the game are very conservative i think and they don't really update with the times like we see with other other like famous people in the industry right well they clearly have updated with the times they're just going the wrong direction i feel like mm. you know he's he's cutting content adding you know, a really hollow stuff like and then throwing it away in the next game like they would pick one cool thing and iterate on it for a bit that yeah, could be interesting it feels like like the last couple pokemon games have just Thrown a mechanic out there, never to be seen again. For the right, next, we had yeah. like the, the mega evolutions that was around for like two generations, I think. It then was, we had it like was and Alola, but only after you beat the game. Yeah, there were also then we had like, like Z moves for one generation, moves, and, yeah. now, and now we have uh, Dynamax, and who knows if that'll stay? Probably won't. And and what? Well, I'm not even talking about that because like the battle mechanics to just shake it up, they're fine. I don't think they're bad additions, but like. I, I'm partial to Mega Evolutions myself, uh, but that's fine. I feel like Mega Evolutions should just be like fourth evolutions, honestly. 
I don't agree with that because I would not like a lot of them are kind of ugly. Like they're cool as transformations, if that makes sense. But like yeah, they don't, yeah, the, the way the I mo- see it, like most, if Goku always of, look, if yeah. Goku was always Super Saiyan three, I wouldn't want to look at him. But when he only <laughs> right. does it during a fight, <laughs> it looks cool. If that makes sense. So, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. Mo- a lot of the Mega Evolution designs are ugly, actually, but like a few are decent. You know, they're like, ugly but cool. It's they they don't look okay. I, I think my problem with the Mega Evolution designs is they no longer look like Pokemon to me. They look way like over designed. Uh, yeah, they look like Digimon. Digimon, large, yeah. yeah. But I mean, so, the whole system is extremely Digimon. Like the temporary transformation and everything. Right. It's very Digimon esque. I do but think I, out of I like know. all the temporary things they've introduced, Dynamax is probably my favorite, just because it's so goofy. And like the Gigantamax yeah. Pokemon actually look kind of decent in my opinion. Yeah. I don't have a problem with any of them, but the thing I'm talking about that they don't like expand upon is like, like the Pokemon camp feature that's in Sword and Shield. Right. They had this weird island ranch thing going on in uh, Sun and Moon, and like clearly resources are going to these, especially the camp feature in Sword and Shield. But they don't like. Sure, it's neat in Sword and Shield, but it's not really anything. But it could be something if they iterated on it a bit, like and actually integrated it with the core game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, and to be fair, you know, Sword and Shield are the latest Pokemon game, so we don't know if they'll take it. I would bet thousand dollars that it's not in the next game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, I, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I know I can't criticize them for something they haven't done yet, but if history if history is anything to go by, they're not going to have that in the next game. They're just not. They don't do that. <laughs> they don't do that, yeah. For yeah, whatever reason, but, you know, like you'd think. Yeah. They, the the more popular maybe it is, they have the more like likely weird... it is to be thrown away in the next game. Like, the only, the only big change that they've ever kept is double battles, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely stuck. But yeah, like maybe they have like I was just gonna say like an agile mentality. They like to fail fast and like. But I don't think they have failed. Like a lot of these features are fan favorites, and like they just throw them out. Or maybe know. they like maybe fail isn't the right word. They like to iterate quickly. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean maybe they really think that they've seen it through. <laughs> that there's nothing more they could do with it. In which case, whatever, man. But I. I just don't agree with Masuda fundamentally on a lot of things. I think the only thing we can't agree on is the EXP share. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I understand your perspective. I was only semi-jokingly calling you uh, Yeah, I know, and casual. I was only semi-jokingly <clears throat> saying that you were wrong. I mean, I no. get There's something to be said for, like, bonding with your Pokemon over a long duration of training and stuff. Yeah, and but, but the one like unexcusable it. thing to me is taking away the option, right? Like Yes. That yeah. is just the worst. The EXP has always been an option, and that is not like some like game breaking design decision, right? Like that's been no. a thing since the beginning. That's just willfully taking things away from people who want them. No, yeah, I mean that's absolutely. I mean that takes what uh, it's it's an if statement. Like uh, code wise, <laughs> that's not hard. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's I I think that's just. Thing. That sort of dis- the fact that something like that is in the game makes me think that you know someone at the top, probably Masuda himself, was just like, yeah, I don't believe people should be playing Pokemon this way, uh, yeah, at all, you know, and therefore I'm not even give the- going to give them the option to do it. Yeah, and so. I don't like that. I never like that. You know, even when yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, if you give players the choice, then they can you know, like leave it on by default if you want. Let them turn it off. You know, like the the default can be experience share. That's fine. 
but like giving the people an option to turn it off should not be like something that you're so against. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, much like so, giving people the option to continue playing your game for hours after they've beaten it should not like you know that's harder to implement. But like controversial, ground, the groundwork game, the groundwork for the battle frontier. Like I'm not asking for a revolution. Just put in the same battle frontier in every game. It's all I want. Yeah, that that was that was a really good system, and they ha- they've had like versions of it, right? Like after Emerald, there's yeah, Diamond but, like, and Pearl didn't have a Battle Frontier. Diamond and Pearl had like, or I think it was called the Battle Frontier, but it was very different. It was just like another island you could explore with a couple of mini games. You could, or not mini games, but like battle challenges on it. Whereas in Emerald, there were like almost no wild Pokemon on it. It was mostly just the battle challenges. Yeah, like, no, I remember that being a definite highlight of Emerald, and I was yeah. really sad to see it not uh, brought forward in the remakes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like, we we do beat up on Pokemon a lot, but, like, I think at the end of the day, I am excited that they're at least attempting something they haven't attempted before. Yeah. You know, whether, yeah. whether or not yeah, that turns so, out well or not, we, I, I'm glad they're at least trying. them for, like, yeah, we've been begging them for 10 years now to try something, and they're doing it. So yeah. props for that. And also, I'm, I'm extremely optimistic about uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shiny Pearl, whatever. Yeah, I, I think they'll be good games. It's just my personal qualm with with them was just hoping that we'd get the style of Sword and Shield. But again, not too big of a deal. I'm still going to get these games. You know, it's, it's funny, <laughs> like... What's that? Just laughing at you saying, I'm still going to buy it whether I like it or not. <laughs> I mean, like, Pokemon no, I'll still, that's the thing with Pokemon for me. Like, I, I know we're we're different. Like, you skip generations. I have never skipped a Pokemon game, like, ever. Like, oh, even the huh. bad Pokemon games I enjoy. Just because it's, huh. like, comfort food to me. So I mean, I, yeah, the first time I ever skipped them, I just kind of felt like I grew out of it for a bit in high school. Or no, it wasn't high school. It was middle school. I, I firmly grew out of it seventh and eighth grade i was like pokemon's for babies yeah i i feel like everyone has that phase right like you play pokemon like growing up and then you get to like middle school high school you're like pokemon's for children why would i ever play this and then you like go into college and the older and then you're like all about pokemon again i feel like that's a common cycle it's like a weird transition yeah You, you it just pokemon does not have anything for the edgy uh the edgy phase and that's fine i wouldn't want them to yeah, God no. Yeah, they're better for that. You know, they don't have they don't have the hedgehog. You know, for the longest time, you know, like before these Gen Four remakes were announced, I firmly always thought that I'd only have nostalgia for Gens One, Two, and Three. But now that we're getting around to it, I am having nostalgia for Gen Four, and it just goes to show, like, I guess if long enough passes, everything will fall under the the nostalgia umbrella. Yeah. Well, I can tell you firmly I will not be nostalgic for Gen 5, having never played it. Ooh, yeah, that could be exciting for you if, if yeah. the remakes are, like, exciting and you can experience that for the first time. Yeah, my cousin is, like, super into Pokemon lately, and uh, I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to pick up Diamond and Pearl, because I believe Gen 2 was the latest he had ever played before Oh wow! Uh, before Sword and Shield, which he really enjoyed. So I'm curious his thoughts on Diamond, if he gets and- it. Yeah, no, like, it, 
I don't know how much further we want to discuss this, but you, you did bring up an interesting point of like someone who's only gone up to Gen 2 or Gen 1. There are so many people that have only played Gen 1 or even Gen 2, right? But never have gone further. And I don't think Game Freak has been able to capture that audience yet. Like, and I wonder what it'll take. Because like, I feel I mean, like I think as I big honestly as Pokemon think Sword is, and Shield captured a lot of them. I I don't maybe the, the I, I was gonna say as big, big as huge as Pokemon is I still think it has like an untapped potential for audience that like was into it way early on but never got back into it like I anecdotally I know several people like that yeah so yeah I, I wonder is the only one I do but yeah like it'd be interesting to see if Game Freak can ever like crack the code on that like bring everyone back yeah it would have to be some sort of like. I imagine it would have to be some sort of like Gen One reimagining to bring people in. Like I feel like that's the only thing that could do it. Yeah, I mean, Let's Go was was a huge attempt. At, I, well, you know what? I bet a lot of them played Pokemon Go. Yeah, a lot of them did. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, well, not a bet. I know. Like Pokemon Go's numbers are indicative of that. But Let's Go, it's interesting. If you look at the sales figures for Let's Go, they weren't really as game-breakingly impressive as we thought they might be back when these games were announced. We thought that maybe it would bring over the whole Go audience, but it really didn't do that. Like, it sold just about as well as, like, a remake typically does for the Pokemon franchise. Did you play them? What's that? Did you play Let's Go? Yeah, I played Let's Go Eevee. Okay. The Patricia choice, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm optimistic for Diamond and Pearl. Uh, cautiously, cautiously, cautiously optimistic for Legends, even, I would say. Yeah, I think that's a good, healthy mentality to have. But we know, like, Pokemon fans are very, uh, can be very toxic, so. Yeah. Hopefully they don't. Me included on this podcast, although I would I mean, never. like, but you don't send people death threats which is uh, if, if i met mosta in person i would have a i would have this conversation <laughs> with him i'm not telling him that i like his work yeah but uh you know i wouldn't be uh give him a stern talking to i wouldn't be too bad about it i mean it's at, at the end of the day it's his franchise you know I, I right, control yeah. what he does with it he doesn't deserve to die for it <laughs> um okay yeah do we have any more thoughts on pokemon i think, I think uh, pretty much covered it Oh, I love the art style. Like, uh, for Legends, I, uh, the actual game art style means nothing to me, and it looks incredibly unfinished. But the concept art and stuff, I really like. The uh, past balls, I think, are fun. Yeah. The, uh, the it is interesting to me that, like, people have been throwing around. It is interesting to me, like, that the medieval-looking Pokeballs, like, they have technology to, like, contain Pokemon inside of, like, these, these, these balls. Before, like, yeah. they even had electricity? Like, what? Well, I, that's that's canon in the anime, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Poke, really? Pokeballs are derived from apricot? Apricot? Apri- apri- oh, right, like fruits or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, those would have Weird. still existed back then. It just probably doesn't have, like, the lasers and stuff. But po- Pokeballs are all natural. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, that's apricot something. It's not apricot, apricot. it's a real food. Apricorn? Apricorn. Okay. Yeah, and they grow on trees or whatever. That was a big thing in Gen 2. I think you could make your own Pokeballs. The, yeah, the whole GS ball thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, Connor, you're, you're like cutting in and out a lot. I don't know if you need to adjust something or maybe your internet's 
it's got to be my internet. I'm like right up on my mic. So, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. But yeah, like if we're done with Pokemon, like I think we can just move into what we've been playing. Unless uh, anything to say about the Elden Ring news? Haven't seen it. Sadly, got leaked. Uh, yeah. So apparently, Elden Ring had a trailer or some gameplay leaked or something. I haven't seen it either because like that's one game I just want to experience when it's here. But like, yeah, it's kind of weird how like for the you know these huge humongous games these leaks keep happening. Uh, we had you know The Last of Us Part Two leak the last year, and now we're getting Elden Ring leaked. And apparently, not just like the trailer, like some story details leaked too, which is really unfortunate. Uh, it's it's a FromSoft game. I'm sure the story is. Uh, I'm the sure story is being will not make me understand it anymore. The story is being penned by J.R.R. R. Martin. Or yeah, George R.R. R. Martin. Adopting the uh, obscure, like, impossible to comprehend. This is going to end Vatividge's career. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, it's an in- interesting, because, like, they said George R.R. R. Martin is contributing to, like, characters and story and lore and stuff. But, like, just sort of seeing how that marries with Miyazaki's style, like, I think is a very sort of intriguing premise right yeah. like if i can understand mysterious, Ring. very like obscure subtle sort of storytelling and yeah. lore combined with uh martin's like labyrinthine like very uh sort of politically driven uh you know character development and and plot yeah. points and stuff so i think there's a lot of there i will be disappointed if i understand it at, at a glance though <laughs> at a glance, I, yeah. if i'm not confused it's not a FromSoft game to me right yeah it's got to start with like a very cryptic dark cutscene you know yeah yeah something that i spent the entire rest of the game wondering how it was relevant because it seems completely out of left field and only when you like read some text on like this this obscure pair of, boots pair of that I got boots off that of a guy find, at the bottom totally of the well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh god, I love those games. Me too. Okay, the way so, the way you're describing it sounds like it's like awful, but somehow, yeah, some way. No, yeah, like it it strikes a chord with me. It, I love it, it. It does, yeah, and and definitely like that. Their weird style of storytelling isn't for everyone, right? Like a lot yeah. of people don't even pay attention to the story in these games and just play it for like the atmosphere and. And like the bosses and stuff, and that's totally fine too. I but think I, Hollow Knight does that storytelling. It kind of does a later version of that, where like if you're really paying attention as a as a, as a standard player, you can kind of figure out what's going on. Whereas I feel like with Dark Souls, like it takes a special kind of person to have any idea what's going on. I kind of yeah. prefer Hollow Knight version, where like you know me as a as a normal human being, as a mere mortal, I can play right. through the game and have a pretty yeah, good idea. L- l- let me be absolutely clear, like. I as I'm playing these Souls games, I have no clue what's happening, right? Like yeah. I have to look up videos on YouTube afterward to understand the story. I'm just here for the atmosphere. No, like, I typically do come up with headcanon as I'm playing through the games, and I, it is sometimes jarring when that gets broken by yeah. the, the videos that have evidence stuff. You but know, I like you know, it's 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 amazing how he constructs the world, right? Because like much like real history like you know you have some bad actors that are telling you a false account and then you have to like and maybe there is no like true account of what happened just like offhand you know documentation of what happened so you have to sort of piece together things yourself after reading all these perspectives really uh sort of i i feel like historians would be really into into souls games you know yeah uh 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elden Ring. I'm still looking forward to it. I'm not going to look at any of the leaks. Uh, I'll experience yeah. it when it's ready. Right. Same. Yeah. I literally forgot it was a game for a while. That's yeah. fair. You might. People yeah, talk about Elden Ring like it was announced a decade ago, and it's only it was only like two years ago or something that was announced. It, it, it feels was, like I forever. Mean, it, it's it is you know like it is a while like. Like if if you announce a game like two years and then don't say a single thing, it is kind of annoying, right? Like, and then Breath why, why the announce Wild it? Too. What's that? Breath of the Wild two? Yeah, look. Has it has it been two years or is it just one? I think it's just I think been, it's only one. been a year. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it still sucks. Yeah, it, it still now, sucks. Now Dying yeah. Light two. That's a game that's never gonna come out. I thought that game came out ages ago. Nope. I thought uh, it did too. Recently, news came out that the entire development team got like cut <laughs> or something. Oh, that's not so, good. Yeah, you don't want that for your video game. First, the lead writer left because it was Chris Avalone, and that's what happens when you are awful. Uh, then uh, apparently, the dev team is like disappeared or something's happened. <laughs> they just disappeared. <laughs> I don't gone remember missing. exactly what God, it's part of the yeah. viral marketing for the story of the game. <laughs> I hope not. I was so excited. I liked the original Dying Light, but man. Never played it. I know the name, but I don't know anything about it. I had no idea no, that I had such a tumultuous... Yeah, I've heard a lot yeah, about I, the it, first game, and it's a, it seems very interesting. It's like you're... Uh, it's, it's a very uh fresh take on like the zombie open world survival horror genre and it has like parkour and stuff i believe seems but it always sound like it's for me it looked interesting to me but uh anyways uh you guys want to talk about what we've been playing yeah who wants to go first i can go first so i want to talk about two things first of all uh stellaris right so i mentioned this last week as well uh, I progressed further into the game, right? And uh, let me let me just tell you, the number of like systems and subsystems and like just menus and tutorials to read through in this game is just so overwhelming, and I love that about it. You know, like I throw the more like obscure, complex systems your game has, the better for me, at least. Like I love like diving into these things and learning how they work, but um. So so we were having me and my cousin were having a good time playing Stellaris, but like we got to like I believe the mid game right like where all of our galactic empires sort of expanded and stuff like that, and then like we stopped having anomalies and we stopped having like quests to do and it was just sort of stagnant and like the only thing left to do was to like go to war with each other. So <clears throat> me coming from a civilization perspective, I thought that was fine, but I'd rather play the game like find ways to progress more peacefully and at least in this specific playthrough it didn't seem like that was possible and again this is like my first full game of Stellaris so I don't know if that's like a normal thing or like uh you know it's just the circumstances of the specific game I'm playing but I found that to be a little bit of a downer because it just sort of stagnated for a while but I'm still at the same time eager to get back and sort of just uh uh keep playing because I know like so many variables go into what happens when you play one of these games like I'm sure if I was to replay, uh, like start a new game, like it would be completely different, uh, in terms of like quests that happen and stuff uh, as I play. So, so yeah, that's my update on Stellar. Still haven't gotten to the end game crisis and stuff like that yet. But yeah, that's I think a hundred. No, it's like a thousand years. Something. I think it's less. It's like it's like two hundred, three hundred years into the game, you'll start seeing the end game crisis to start to happen. Yeah. 
Well, maybe maybe they started because like I, the last thing I remember of our playthrough, like this like void cloud thing started showing up in various solar systems, and it was scary. So that sounds uh, bad. I don't think that's end game. Hold on, it might be. I can it tell you be, after yeah. this. I can't alt tab right now. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Waging war. But yeah, so Stellaris, I've been playing that. Um, and I've also been playing Divinity Original Sin 2. So uh, this game, it, it, what, what really surprised me about this game is it's literally just online Dungeons & Dragons, right? So uh, to the point where like it has like a main story for you. Like So uh, in that sense, I guess it's the developers being the game master. But it also has like a game master mode where you can create your own campaign and host with your like you know like with your friends and stuff. So I'm playing through the main story uh, with with you know a couple friends, and it is just such a blast. I mean like it it, it its combat system is straight ripped from D and D right. Like you have like action points and stuff, and like obviously the roles and stuff happen behind the scenes, but like like everyone takes turns moving based off like their uh initiative and stuff like that and it's it's uh and you've got like character sheets to look at various different you know stats to increase skills to learn all that sort of good rpg stuff but like what the the most impressive thing to me about this game and granted like i'm still only a couple hours in but like depending on the character you pick like what race you are like you know what your background is that sort of thing the world reacts to you in a completely different way so like we're walking around the world and like i have Characters, like, talk to me and ask me things that, like, don't apply to the other two just because, like, I'm an undead person playing this game. Like, I'm a skeleton. So I I do think the way the world is, like, reactive like that is really cool. And another thing I think is really cool is, like, if an event happens in the game, like, you can actually, like, talk. Like, your characters can talk to each other in the game, like, if you're playing with friends, right? So, like... um the way the dialogue system works is like you have like different lines of dialogue you can choose after someone says something to you, right? Uh, like you know, like your classic like old RPG dialogue systems, and uh, that <clears throat> works like even when you're talking amongst yourselves. So, uh, from what I've seen, like you know, what you say can have profoundly different effects on the world. Like I, I was in like one situation where I went to up to a, a couple people playing cards. And depending on how I replayed that like several times just to see the different options. And one time it was just like uh, they cheat me out of my money and then like I have to go away without money. Another time is like I catch them cheating and like they deny it. So we get into a fight. Another time like I catch them cheating and they deny it and I talk them down and we don't fight. And like just stuff like that, you know, like your dialogue has a major impact on like what actually happens. Hmm. Um. So, but yeah, like the main takeaway for me in this game, and granted it's still early, is that it's literally just Dungeons and Dragons online in game form, which is pretty cool, I think. Is so it actually Wizards of the Coast? Like, uh, no, it's by uh, Obsidian. No. Yeah, it's, it's by Obsidian. Yep. Is it by Obsidian? Okay, so it's not. It's I, not I in. So. It's, it's not in the Dur- Dungeons and Dragons canon. No. Oh no no no! It's no. It's definitely not. It's definitely it's it's like heavily inspired by Dungeons and Dragons to the point where like, for me, someone who doesn't admittedly have a lot of Dungeons and Dragons experience, it just seemed like playing Dungeons and Dragons in a video game. Uh, oh no! I, my, it's, not, I, it's not Obsidian. I, I, it's Larian. Sorry, uh, Mike. 
It's Larian Software who made it. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought it's Obsidian. It, they're similar. I was asking because I hate the Dungeons and Dragons canon. I think it's really boring and weird. Okay, so yeah, Larian's yeah, also making uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 is the one that actually takes place in the D&D canon, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's why I was getting confused about this whole time. I, I <laughs> thought you were talking about Baldur's Gate 3. But yeah, like this game, I think especially if you're someone who's been you know, interested in D&D or you have played D&D in the past with friends, if you can get, you know, like up to four of your friends together, like you can play this game seamlessly multiplayer, right? And like you can go through the world, go through their campaign, create your own campaigns. I really think this is a fun game and I'm, you know, I've always heard really good things about this game for for years now, but I never actually tried it until this point and I'm and I'm having a blast so far. So that's what I've been playing. Uh, Mike? Uh, I I have a 4X that I've recently been playing. Well, not recently, but I've been playing it. Um, I've been playing Endless Legend. Ooh, yeah, so that was made by the same people who did Endless Space, right? Yep, yep same people. So, uh, Amplitude, I just know, they, they're always quality. Every time. Every time I look at an Amplitude game... It, it does 4X different. Like, instead of building... You know how in Civ 6, to describe how the city building, where it has districts? Yeah. Endless Legend, I believe, was the first game to actually do that in a 4X. Really? Where, okay. as you built your city, you could expand it outwards and choose the direction your city builds. Say there's production tiles in a certain direction. You can expand your city out in that direction like a snake that's really cool yeah like yeah I, one thing about these strategy games and that i that i that kind of bothered me was that like you could add all these things to your city but it would just like look the same right like i know civ 6 changed that a bit with districts and it sounds like this is even leans more into that which is cool yeah it does it does have, it does a lot of work for you and i do i i just like amplitude games because every uh, every faction also plays different which Another bonus because a lot of the problems with Civ was you'd pick a you'd pick a Civ and your early game your mid game would roughly go about the same unless you were playing aggressive. Amplitude doesn't like that, and I feel like Amplitude loves shaking up the four X genre with their games. And yeah, I re- yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Even even the tech trees are nice because you don't have to research every tech. You got. There's like there's still eras, but you only have to do maybe like three, four texts of an era to go to the next era. So you can pick and choose what you want. Yeah, I think uh, I I really need to get back to endless space too. Like I tried that a few months ago, maybe now. Yeah, and I enjoyed it, but got distracted. Need to give that a deep dive. How how would you say Endless Space compares to Endless Legend? Is it basically the same thing except like one's in space and one's not? Um, one's a little bit. Uh, Endless Legend is a little bit more kind of obtuse, really. It's like fantasy based, right? Yeah, it's fantasy based. They're all in the same universe. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, no, they put themselves in the same universe. So one race you see in like. Endless Legend is actually just the vaulters from Endless Space. 
Same hmm. same group. Just kind of transplanted in a fantasy setting. Like everything else sets the same. That's actually really neat. I like that. Yeah, I really like what Amplitude has done. And I can't wait till they do more games. Plus their DLC is usually good. It's usually pretty balanced. It's usually Usually pretty balanced. I don't know, there's some endless space ones that are iffy. So what what do you think they'll do next? Do you think wait, so is there an endless legend two or just an no, endless, just legend? endless legend? It went endless space, endless legend, endless space two, and they also did Dungeon of the Endless, which is a roguelike. Okay. So uh, you you'd think that maybe like Endless Legend two or maybe something new would be next. Or maybe Endless yeah. Space Three. I don't know. If that did I don't really think well they're doing Endless Space Three. They're still doing DLC for Legend and Endless Space. Mm. I think the only reason they did an Endless Space Two was because Endless Legend mm. or Endless Space One was not exactly was not exactly major publisher funded. It was yeah, largely okay. an independent venture, and Endless Space Two was funded by Sega of all people. <laughs> so they they now have big budget money coming towards their games, which is always a good sign, especially for small indie devs or small devs from like France or something. Like it's always nice to see. Yeah, that definitely seems outside of Sega's wheelhouse, but props to them, I guess. No, Sega has a big, uh, a big forex catalog. Yeah, I was going to really? say Sega's, we- Sega's wheelhouse is bigger than you realize. Yeah. It, yeah. I, you're, you're definitely right. Like I, I, mean, I, Sega I you say Sega and assembly. I just think of Sonic. So, yeah. No, Sega does all kinds of stuff. They have a nice stable of <clears throat> kind of gr- uh, strategy games because they also own Total War. Really? Okay, I didn't know yeah. any of this. That's that's really interesting. They have a whole stable of games, which it's really good for Sega. Yeah, and, you like, know, uh, diversity is always good. Yeah, diversity is always great. But that's all I've been playing other than Imperator, which I've been playing in the background and kind of getting getting garbage rolls half the time. <laughs> so it's been it happens. It's fun. It happens. Okay, uh, Connor? I've been playing Super Mario 3D World, and I got to give Nintendo... What was that, Am? I, I just said you said that last week, but that's fine. No, I didn't. I said Bowser's Fury last week. No, you said Bowser's Fury the week before that. Really? Well, <laughs> yes, I gotta last say... Last week you did say 3D World. <laughs> I have still been playing 3D World. Oh, last week we... Yeah, I forgot. We even recorded last week. Anyway, the online works, and that's really what I have to say about it. Uh, I have beaten it now. Uh, we're working on 100%ing it. You know, we've done the extremely hard stages. At no point is the latency bad, really. Uh, you know, it gets a For little laggy every okay, once really? in a while. Yeah, that's impressive. I played through the entire game in online multiplayer with my buddy Tyler, and it just worked. And uh, that's really what there is to say about it. Obviously, Super Mario 3D World, I've already said it's an, a- an excellent game. Uh, it's really all I've been playing the past week. Uh, it's just really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to 100% it this time. I, this is not the first time I've played really deep into it. I've seen the credits before, but we actually got to the last level. Uh that you don't have to 100% everything for uh, yesterday, I believe. And we're probably going to wrap up 100% tonight or tomorrow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I always thought like the multiplayer in that game was probably the most attractive features feature. It always looked fun, like yeah, going through really... levels with your because it's like competitive, right? Like and cooperative. It's, yeah, it's confusing. It can be competitive if you want to. Um, I'm kind of particularly good at 3D platformers, so we're not really playing it competitively. Uh, because that just wouldn't be fun for anybody. Uh, so we're we're playing it by and large cooperatively. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's really fun multiplayer. I will say, like, the one weird thing, and this has nothing to do with the online functionality, that game is just straight up easier single player. Like, way, 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 way easier. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, it Every every part of it except boss fights gets harder in multiplayer, essentially. Just because the levels are not, like, it is, they are and they aren't designed to be multiplayer. Like, there there are things that if one player starts doing it, the rest of you just can't do it. And you're kind of stuck, and like you all share a live mm-hmm. pool. Yeah, you know, we we. Plus, I feel a, like whoever whoever picks Peach has like a massive you know, advantage. Yeah, yeah she can. Like, I, and, and what's really been killing us is my buddy likes to play as Toad, and Toad runs so fast that I will die because the camera follows him running <laughs> so fast ahead of me. If there's a straightaway or anything, I don't die typically. It puts you in a bubble if you go too far off screen. Uh, yeah. much like New Super Mario Bros. and stuff, and that's what happens to me constantly. If there's a straightaway or anything, he, uh, Toad will pull ahead. Oh, sorry, canonically, it's Buckenberry, the Blue Toad. But that I'm is, sorry, does, he has a name? Yeah, the Blue Toad is Buckenberry, and the Yellow Toad is Olive Gold. That is canon. I don't know if I like that. That's, that's canon, canon in the New Super Mario Bros. Wii uh, manual. Buckenberry? That's not Buckenberry. a good name. No, it's not. Neither is all of gold. No, it's not. Yeah. Also, you get to uh, this is actually really adorable. In the Captain Toad, uh, the Captain Toad side missions, you all they're multiplayer now. I don't believe they were before. And uh, players other than player one play as like the rest of the Toad Brigade. That's cool. So like the cute little blue Toad with the glasses and stuff. It's really adorable. Uh, it's weird that I don't think Toadette is an option, which is kind of weird, but. Wasn't Toadette, like, only a thing for one game, but, like, became viral? I think Toadette has been, I think Toadette was in, like, Mario Kart. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, Peachette is what I'm thinking of. Peachette was in one game, yeah, and went viral, yeah. That doesn't make sense at all. It only went viral because people imagined putting the the, the princess crown on (laughs) on Bowser and Boo and, yeah. And yeah. Twitter went nuts. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> it. It's just a fun game, and if you're holding out because you're not sure the online multiplayer works, don't, because it does. And it makes me wonder, and it also upsets me, because I feel like it kind of proves... like the Nintendo on- can do it. Nintendo can do it, they just won't. Like, <laughs> they don't want to invest sucks. in... Like, yeah. God, Nintendo and Wait, their so, online so multiplayer Did the, the original 3D World have online multiplayer? No, that, that's new. Okay, so that's I thought it oh surprising. it was local, wasn't it? No, it was all it was all local on uh okay. on the Wii U. Yeah, so maybe this is a sign of things to come. Yeah, it's it, no, it really upsets me honestly because the fact that this works and Mario Maker doesn't makes maybe no they sense. figured it out, you know? Maybe this maybe. is just an extra axis, you know? Like yeah, I because I would play if 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 Mario Maker was like top to bottom uh, a multiplayer online. A uh, uh, game I would play so much more of it. Well, what, uh, well, do, what do you mean by that exactly, right? Like, so you want to play through Mario Maker levels with people? Yeah, and you can do that. You can do that. Yes, 
Really? I, yeah, I you, didn't know you that. You can either locally get out more controllers, or you can play online and play random levels. What's yeah. really annoying, it doesn't work very well. It, it has huge lag, huge latency. It's almost unplayable. But even beyond that, they clearly don't like it very much. Because like you can't you can't play Super Worlds multiplayer with friends. You you have to download worlds in advance if you want to be able to pick your world. Otherwise, it picks one completely at random. Oh, if Nintendo. you're playing online, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, if you're playing like local co-op, however, you can just pick a world and instead of hitting play, you hit play with friends, and you can just do that. I think you can do that with Super Worlds as well. So it's it's almost like they're embarrassed by the fact that their online doesn't work, so they put it in there, but they try to make they do everything in their power to make you not want to play it. But hey, maybe so maybe bad. uh they've got it figured out now. You know? Yeah, I mean if they would fix Mario Maker to be online, I would play it so much more. But I think it's more likely that I'll have to buy Mario Maker three to get that. Yep, that's where I'd put my bet too. I still have yet to play a Mario Maker game. I need I need to I need to check that series off. Uh, see, I feel like but again, you know, like I said, I'm not the biggest 2D Mario guy, so. Yeah, and I also, you kind of missed it. Like, Mario Maker is. I mean, the levels super, are still there, right? Like. They're still there, but Mario Maker is an event to me. Like. Really? Okay. Yeah, like I, I play it now, and it's not the same experience it was when it came out. Like, sort of like Animal Crossing was, you know. Yeah, the closest I ever got to getting Mario Maker was watching Donkey's videos on it. Which are yeah, very those are funny. hilarious. I, yeah. I like the Game Grumps videos on Mario Maker too. They're some of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do, I do like, you know, the, the fact that like some people design like impossible to clear levels that only like one person out of like ten thousand can do. That really intrigues me too. Yeah. Just, like watching someone like conk- like I, I don't think I'll ever attempt those, but like just. Seeing the successful clears of those on YouTube is always enjoyable. My favorite Mario Maker experience probably uh, was me and uh, my friend Tyler makes a lot of levels, and I started speedrunning them. I, I just wanted to keep the world record on all of them. And one of his other friends that I don't know, some guy named Paul, noticed I was doing that, and he started taking all the records. And like for a, for a month or two there, me and Paul were trading back world records on these levels every couple days and it was like super fun yeah. but I kind of fell out of it played some other games yeah Paul pulled way ahead and it's not fun anymore Tyler's the Tyler's the D&D guy right yeah yeah you should tell him or ask him about Divinity Original Sin 2 I'd be curious to get his thoughts because I know he's like very D&D savvy well it's a PC game isn't it yeah yeah he doesn't have a PC well it, it's on console too it's on PlayStation oh, okay. Xbox yeah well I'll, I'll get his opinion on it if he's ever played it Although, I think as far like, as I if, he, if he hasn't he'd be really into it He's not a big RPG guy. Uh, he plays Skyrim and stuff, but mostly plays Halo. Oh, really? Well, uh-huh. yeah. Like, like I said, like this game's nothing like Skyrim. It's basically like D and D. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, like there's it no really way likes to Fallout, describe too. it. In, in that it re- literally is D and D. Like, I guess he is an RPG guy. He he loves oh. Bethesda RPGs at least. Yeah. Anyway, that's Bethesda all I got. RPGs. All right, and that's all we got. That's gonna do it for us today thank you guys for listening you can follow us at ad podcast game talk on twitter please like it rate and review us on any podcast service you use as well as youtube and uh, click the link in the description to join our discord and talk to us there thank you connor and mike yep see you guys next week oh wait there's one more thing i wanted to say yeah. i said it last week but uh last week was a largely video episode which i don't i don't think as many people see 
People, uh, so it's weird because people don't watch the videos, but they st- still listen to the still podcast. Still listen to it. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna say again, if you've discovered our podcast through some avenue, like let us know where, because we don't really share it anywhere. So we would like to know. We have a a decent group of listeners that we don't hear from. So I'd love yeah, to. Yeah. Well, maybe I can give you some insight on that later, but. Oh, okay. but yes. Yeah. 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 Share that with us, please. More interaction, the better. Or any interaction, really. You guys are really quiet. But, (laughs) all right. Thank you. We'll we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah, see you guys next time.